Here we are once again, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, and I'm so excited about today's episode because today it's The Real Dirt on Shrooms. Yeah, that's right. We're going to find everything out about legal mushrooms or or decriminalized mushrooms here that's in the U.S. It's going on all over Denver, Oakland, Eugene, Portland, I don't know, Seattle. I'm just making stuff up now, but you know who's not making stuff up? is Josh Koppel, my great friend. Say hey, Josh. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Oh, man. I, I'm doing great, man. I'm glad we finally got to ch- chat about this. Uh, I got stoned and I missed our last call. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. It's fair. So uh, those of you who don't know Josh, Josh is a partner at one of the leading or the leading cannabis law firm in the world. That's right, Vicente Cedarberg. Uh, Josh uh, has been you know, with them since the very, very beginning. Uh, and we have had so many uh, stimulating conversations and done such great work uh, with, with Vicente and you guys and you, Josh, specifically. I I wanted having you on my show for a while and and you stopped blowing me off since COVID's here and you got some extra time. So thanks for joining me, Josh. Chip, thanks for having me. You're absolutely right. I ran out of excuses ever since COVID because, hey, I've only been in one spot, really. Well, I know, man. You you like, you know, you're in you're in LA half the time, it seems like. You're in the airplane the other half the time. And then, like, you know, you've been in... You know, trying to live your life in Denver, right? Yeah, it's really amazing how much time you have when you don't travel once a week. It's quite wild. I know, it's nuts, man. When was the last time you got in an airplane, Josh? Oh, man. Um, you know, I came back from Costa Rica in February. Might have, might, might have came back with the virus. Maybe, maybe not. But um, that was the, that was the last two rock for me. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I did some traveling in late January. And I, uh, man, I, had, I think I had a lot of those COVID symptoms. That's for sure. But uh, who knows? I can't. I'm looking for the antibody test. As soon as they have that, I'm going to go get it. Because I think I got it, you know, back in February. Uh, January. Mm-hmm. Man, the fever, the like, uh, the, 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 you know, I thought it was the, it was different. It felt different. It kept getting worse and worse. The cough, the, the, the raspiness. Um, but you know, what they're not talking about is Chip's cure because, well, I can't even say what my cure is, but it involves like four inch long, you know, pure cannabis joints, right? It's These statements haven't been evaluated by the FDA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't listen to me or the president for medical advice. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, right? It's fair, it's fair. <laughs> so... Gosh, I know you guys do all this work with cannabis, whether it's hemp or ganja or medical marijuana or adult use, or recreational use or, or limited licenses. Um, but uh, man, just kind of like psilocybin, it's kind of a side hustle for you, so to speak. Some of the side interest. 
right? Um, a little side interest, yeah. A little side interest, that side interest. And the way you've been growing that beard over the past couple of months, it looks like you may have, you know, um, been having a lot of interest in mushrooms. It was an interesting time in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you, you know, Chip, the, we've always cared about all the drugs at Vicente Cedarburg. You know, we've just only really Oh, I know to, you do. We've only been able to build a law practice around the cannabis one. Um, but, you, you know, but it's like the war on drugs is just, it's, it's always been a failure, you know. And, and granted, it's that we had a nice conversation about, like, which drugs should be legal or how they should be legal and, should it be prescribed by a doctor or given to you at church or, you know, just picked up at the corner store. But, you know, overall, there's like probably something that's happened to all the drugs besides arresting people for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Man. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've had a really open mind about all drug use and, and uh, you know, uh, I can understand what drug abuse is. Uh, and, you know, people, people can, not that I recommend it, but people can pretty much do whatever they want and uh, not become a drug addict overnight. And that's something that the war on drugs really like, you know, take, you know, says is that's like, oh, you can't, you can do this drug and you're going to, you know, become a drug addict or you're going to be a worthless, you know, person, person in society. And it might not be, I might not want to hang out with tweakers, but if that's what they want to do, man. That's on them. <laughs> Sorry if I'm offending any tweakers out there that are listening to the real dirt. You don't have to. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not like it's, you know, it's their responsibility. It's not mine. Yeah. And sometimes, just sometimes, you can have an experience with some drugs and it'll change your life forever for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like mushrooms. <laughs> like mushrooms. So mushrooms are harmless. Mushrooms are great. Everybody should try it. It's a soft drug. You know, it's it's interesting. It was like the first time I ever used mushrooms. The hold on, let me make sure we're. You know, I was yeah. I was a young high school student, and I was camping, and I was. We all ate some mushrooms. We thought it'd be fun. And next thing I know, I'm floating down the river on my back, staring at the moon, talking to God. And my whole life, my whole life has changed. You know, from that moment on, I was like, there's something different about this world than what I was taught. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. There's something different out there. And it, it forever sort of like put me on this path of like, what is it? What's what's in That's our different. consciousness what's behind all of this now don't get me wrong as an attorney i have to say you should not do mushrooms they're illegal they're not harmless but i'm saying i had an experience they're that totally me. harmless <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I, I don't play an attorney on tv or <laughs> <laughs> no i've seen i've seen mushrooms not like uh be be great for everybody but in general uh well you know they they are eye opening they uh definitely make you uh think about things a little bit differently and i mean you know terence mckenna in his book uh, archaea revival he he postulizes 
that, uh, you know, our early human brain developed through mind expansion because of eating mushrooms. We able to eat mushrooms and have like, you know, this, this secondary thought to be able to have this vision of like how we were going to do something or make something right. Cause that's what it, ta- that's what it takes is you have to be able to visualize like the wheel or a fire or a weapon or a stone or a knife or, you know, a legal defense for someone. You have to visualize it first. And that's what mushrooms gave us or so. Yeah. Terrence and it, it, it just lights out those different synapses and creates more connections. But Hey, I'm not the scientist around here. I, I'm not a doctor or anything, but it makes <laughs> me feel good. It really makes me feel good. So uh, I grew, I grew up with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. No, I grew up with mushrooms. They were they were uh, readily available. You could pick them in the southeast uh, in cow fields. Uh, growing up, it was still like no fungicides used in grains, and they didn't really spray fungicides on the fields. And you know, uh, grass fed cows. You could still pick these mushrooms, right? When I was a kid, now it's still going on, but it's it's because of fungicides. It's not as prevalent as it used to be, but uh, they were, you know, mushrooms were the thing that we could get before weed or alcohol, right? And, you know, uh, uh, they were six months out of the year, you could pick them, right? They're just right there. No, They're just right, before right there. ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, go get a, a, a book from the library and be like, oh, mushroom ID, oh, that's it, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been terrified about like picking the wrong ones, but uh, there's nothing like picking mushrooms uh, in the wild and and consuming them. Both, uh, um, you know, psilocybin ones and just edible mushrooms. Uh, uh, we have picked uh, morels, chanterelles, uh, mataki, shiitake, uh, uh, cyanesis, psilocybin. Uh, we picked, we picked up, we picked some mushrooms. So is it legal, Josh? Tell me what's going on. My my people are asking me, right? They're talking to themselves. They're like, is this legal? Is this legal? And it's like, it depends, you know? So what happens (laughs) is, I'm doing my normal day job, just trying to make, you know, make weed more legal and get people licenses. And mm-hmm. it's a passionate, passionate group of people uh, here in Denver approached us and said, "Hey, we want to decriminalize psilocybin. Help us do it." And me and Courtney Barnes in our office thought about it for a half a second, and said, oh, "Why not?" Okay. <laughs> And, you know, and we, and we helped them put together this measure because we wrote so many, you know, we wrote a lot of ballot measures over okay. our years. Legalized. We're like, hey, we can add, we, we can do one for psilocybin. I'm going to stop you here, Josh. And yeah. for, for, for those of you who don't know, Josh is key in legalizing medical marijuana, adult use marijuana in your state. No matter what state it is, Josh is there helping you guys uh, behind the scenes. He is a true cultural hero, uh, and he really made it happen. He started it, and you know, with the rest of the crew at Vicente Cedarburg in Denver, 
but he has helped states write policy. He has helped uh, cannabis growers get licenses. Uh, uh, when, when you just say, oh, we just write some policy or we just decided to write a bill, it's not quite like that. Josh is a superhero. Pause. Everybody <laughs> clap, clap, clap. And now, after he has helped legalize weed throughout the country, he is now helping to bring up mushrooms uh, to you as well. Thanks, Josh. Wow, you're great, man. Ah, thank, <laughs> thanks, Jeff. But, you know, our, our team has done a lot. You know, it's not just me. We have a, a very, course, very great man. team of people. No, hey, there's no I in team, man. That's right. right. That's right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but the psilocybin measure, you know, this this is a compromise. It's Kevin Matthews, the guys at Spore, they're the real heroes there. They just came to us and said, Well, how do we how do we write the law? And mm. so what we did is we pulled a, a page from our old playbook of the lowest law enforcement priority measures with cannabis. We pulled the new page, Chip. Um we, you wrote we a new page. New page straight out of Denver's sanctuary city law. So Denver has a law that um, prohibits the city from spending any money on enforcing federal immigration laws. We thought, you know what? This is a great template for a psilocybin law. We didn't want the city of Denver to spend any money on psilocybin enforcement. And so that's what we have is we have a really a three-part law where it's the lowest law enforcement priority measure. The city is banned from spending any money to enforce the state law. And then there's a, a committee, an oversight review committee to make sure people are tripping safe. And to make sure the policy works. You know, the real, the real part of it is like to make sure like the actual policies work. But, um, but that's what we did. So it's a long-winded way of saying, Jeff, it's still illegal, but it's not as illegal as it was before. But it's still a crime under state law, still a crime under federal law. But the city of Denver, it's the lowest law enforcement priority for, for law enforcement to go after someone who's personally possessing or propagating psilocybin. Oh, well, excellent. Well, let me ask you this question. So, okay. So, does, two questions. One. If I'm downtown Denver and it was just a Sector 9 show and I just walked out and I am a tripping balls and I walk into the police, like, what's he going to do to me? It depends, Chip, if you're also smoking a giant spliff outside at the same time. I probably will be. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, say say I left. Say I left the spliff at home. Okay, tonight, just this night. That's impossible. <laughs> but assuming we're in a world that, that could exist. Wait, um, we're talking we're reality outside. here, man. <laughs> and you're outside the SCF9 show, and you don't have a joint in your hand. Um, and you go to the police officer and say, Officer, I'm tripping balls. And maybe I have some here in my hand, some, some mushrooms. Uh huh. And yeah, wide-eyed. <laughs> you ever had any mushrooms? I've got some. Do you want some? <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. Or you're like, hey, can you light my joint? I don't have a lighter right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. No, but, so <laughs> in theory, he could still like arrest you and charge you under 
the state public law. intoxication or yeah well under the state law uh, oh state uh, law oh okay um, but he's a but, Den- but he's a Denver cop so that's not going to happen what's going to really should, happen? It should be the lowest law enforcement priority they should follow the will of the voters um, we've heard rumors that they are following the will of the voters. So it should be fine until you smoke weed in public and then they give you a ticket for smoking weed in public. But that's a, that's a fight we're also trying to, to overcome. All right, Josh. Well, hey, listen, let, it's a great time for us to pause and uh, take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about cultivation of mushrooms. Hey, this is uh, The Real Dirt with uh, Chip and Josh Koppel. We'll be right back. with the real dirt i just want to uh say hi to all you guys and hey man i know you're all holed up in your house you're growing weed in your garage or your warehouse and you're wondering how you're gonna get your next shipment of soil well the way you do it is you call up cultivate colorado or cultivate okc you order that pallet of soil and whatever else you want will put it on the delivery van and send it to you. It's that simple. I know in the past people have like been a little hesitant of maybe ordering directly from your grow supplier to your warehouse, but hey man, things have changed. It's a different day and time and you can do that. It's so easy. If you're a commercial customer, definitely call us up and get a commercial account. If you're a home grower, man, we can still supply every single thing you need at a will call. You just call us up. You can come right to the shop and pick it up. You don't have to go inside. You don't have to shop. You don't have to do anything but grow more weed. CultivateColorado.com, CultivateOKC.com. The Real Dirt. Josh. All right. Yeah. How was that break for you? Oh, great. <laughs> usually, usually during breaks, you know, uh, I ask my 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 contestants. I ask my <laughs> I ask my guests to, to perform, you know, uh, 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 significant feats of cannabis, like taking a large six foot bong hit or rolling the biggest joint they can or, or something like that. What, what's the craziest, like ganja Olympics type thing you've ever done, Josh? Ian, you know, like, hey, we're going to roll a five pound yeah, joint. Like the ounce, like the ounce joint or the mm-hmm. ounce one for sure. When he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, Lick the blunts together because you know the Phillies weren't like wide enough, so try and see how many we could do. A five sheets um, of mine. Yeah, those are all good. There's like 
Man, my friend Sean Mahinsky he used to have this. He was my first friend in high school that had a had an apartment. Right, we were, I was still in high school. We had an apartment, and he had a six foot bamboo bong that we made. We'd go over there and like just hit this six foot bong, but. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Yeah, those big bombs. I mean, you had to have someone else lighting them for you, you know? Yeah, totally. You had to have someone light it for you. Absolutely. So, when we last spoke, you said cultivation of mushrooms was up the lowest priority. Let's discuss that, Josh. Yep. I mean, so it's actually, we like to use the word propagation, but propagation. It's not the same okay. thing as cultivation. Different, but same. <laughs> the, uh, but the whole the whole trick though is you're still not allowed to sell them, you know. So, but you can eat them. You can consume them. Can I give them to my friends? Yeah, you can give them to your friends. You can give them okay. away. Okay. I mean, not me. Not me. I'm not giving them away. But you, you no. can. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so the prohibition is you know you can't actually. Um, use or display the mushrooms in public that's one thing so back i had to do a little i had to go back to the language oh, i can't i can't I and can't. Uh, you can't go walking down the down the street with them um so you can give them away you can't sell them for money but you can give them away. Mm-hmm. okay okay totally and that's that's about it you know it's pretty simple so could you like trade your could you trade stuff for mushrooms? It's not money. Nah, it's like for remuneration. It's like none of oh, this. Okay. Like, no, no remuneration. Yeah, it's like none of this. It's like big giving, you know. It's like, okay. oh yeah, I'm giving it to you if you give me that. You know, right. It's like, it's like in uh in on, in Massachusetts. What do they have? Like, oh, you buy a T-shirt, and I'll give you an ounce with it. <laughs> right. It's like. It's like, all right, yeah, like the early cannabis days, and they're like, yeah, we're doing fifty dollar washing machine. Uh, yeah. services it comes with an eighth of weed uh, yeah i remember the remuneration days in california that's for sure. <laughs> but it's, it seems to be going pretty good then you know it's, what's different between denver and oakland is interesting is oakland oh that's right because denver is not the only not just psilocybin mushrooms but to ayahuasca to mm-hmm. mescaline to the whole Nine yards. Gamut. Do they say <laughs> ethnogens or do they actually list substances? They say ethnogens. So it's like peyote, San Pedro, ayahuasca, morning glory. Cannabis is actually kind of covered under it. Mushrooms are, are covered under it. But there is, they actually ended up taking out peyote. This is like pretty interesting. The Native American church asked for the de- decriminalized nature campaign, which are great folks, you know, they're really building a movement here. Um, and they wrote, so I'm going to do a quick plug for them, Chef, as I'll tell you this, is if you want to decriminalize psychedelics in your community, talk to decriminalized nature, because they will help you put it all together. Oh, well, so in like Oklahoma, if someone was interested in decriminalizing nature, they could contact decriminalizing nature. Yeah, and decriminalize nature... Yeah, it's great. But the, we, they removed peyote from the measure because on the request of the Native American church, because the whole, they, there's a peyote shortage. And so, and so the whole thing is like, well, people who like have these steep, long traditions in using peyote, 
and have used it, you know, as part of their sacrament for eons, should probably get it first before everyone else comes in and just tries to take it just for fun. You know, the whole world needs enlightenment. Uh, I understand it's in a, it's, it's a scarce commodity. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great line. The world needs enlightenment. It's just a scarce commodity. It's a scarce commodity, which is why we smoke joints. Smoke joints. So, all right. So back to so back to Oakland. So Oakland's listed cannabis as an ethnogen. Man, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I'm kind of I'm kind of serious. I'm kind of joking. Do you think I could be a cannabis shaman? Yeah, I do, Chip. I do. I think. Um, you know, there's some interesting folks. Out. There's actually a lot going on in cannabis therapies. Oh, dude, it's, it's I mean, it, I, I finally grew up by smoking weed. A couple of years ago, I finally got out of my childhood. No, <laughs> cannabis is therapy, man. I mean, that's a whole part about, you know, you know, why it's medical. Right? Mm, and there's, you know, and it's like, there's a lot that's, you know, happening with like this group medicinal mindfulness was doing these cannabis mm. circles. Um, like mm. similar to like an ayahuasca circle, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot that's sort of like happening, you know, with cannabis as, you know, a therapeutic or religious substance for sure. Cannabis uh, is medicine, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You know, the most beautiful thing about cannabis is you like got two or three of your friends and you're smoking out and like, you know, you, 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 you your heart all starts beating the same. You're all breathing the same air. You like on the same wavelength, the same wave. And, you know, it's, it's easy to communicate that way. You know, I don't know how many times I've been like, all right, we're having a difficult time. Let's go smoke a job. Right. And, you know, whoever's involved, everybody like smokes out, you calm down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Fish sticks aren't that bad after all. Or whatever the (laughs) argument is. Or even like back when we used to meet new people still, you know. (laughs) You know, when you met someone for the first time, it's like, all right, well, if we smoke together, everything will be fine. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like such a gatekeeper of good people. Mm-hmm. The, um, what's super interesting though about mushrooms is like, is that there's, they're, it's also like kind of legal to get mushrooms spored. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's interesting. So it's kind of legal, <laughs> like, like. So, okay, so we've, I, we've talked about this. We've researched it a minute. And I once told you, hey, I think Georgia and California are the only place you can't buy spores. Um, is that true? Yes, yeah, so t- taking a step back, it's like okay. it, all, it all starts in 1971 with the UN Convention on, UN Single Convention on Narcotics. And they made psilocybin illegal, but they didn't make mushrooms containing psilocybin. To be, or, or they didn't make spores that led to mushrooms containing psilocybin to be legal. So it's legal to possess spores of mushrooms provided they didn't have any psilocybin in it. And because there's like 400 varieties of mushrooms that make psilocybin. So it's like, you don't even know which one, you know, which one you're working with. And so they sort of just copied that language in most states and in the U.S. So it's, so spores aren't technically illegal in a lot of places they're not specifically prohibited except for california georgia or if there's like a clear intent to use them to grow mushrooms but that's what that's what things get a little bit a little bit basic yeah right the spanish had this phrase called illegal, like in between legal and illegal 
I love it. And that's kind of where the Spurs live. It's like kind of in the illegal space. Hey. <laughs> so it's le- maybe legal to possess store- spores in many states. In uh, Denver, in Oakland, you can grow mushrooms, propagate mushrooms, and you can consume them. Are there other communities where you can do this? You know, and I heard like Eugene or Portland or or somebody like that was trying to do it too. Yeah, th- there's been a lot of communities who have been working, you know, to try and decriminalize ethnogens and mushrooms. Um, you know, depending on you know where you count them, you know, there's could be hundreds. You know, of people who are working. Yeah, right. Like, you know, we saw one in Santa Cruz. We see some work in Berkeley. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's a push in Chicago, um, you, know, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of movement to sort of follow suit. And, and like I mentioned earlier, my technical lawyer is like, it's not legal to grow mushrooms in Denver. It's just the lowest law enforcement priority and the police are prohibited from spending money on, mm-hmm. on arresting people. Um, so is that decriminalized? Yeah, it's like it's as decriminalized as it could be for a city, but it's still a crime at the state level. Right. So basically, it gives the local law enforcement a way out of not dealing with mushroom crimes. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to. And there wasn't that many arrests before. But yeah, that's 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 the that's the whole beauty of it. Is it wasn't there wasn't a problem with it before. And you're just like sticking your toe in a little bit with like, hey, lowest priority. Okay, so medical mushrooms. When's medical mushrooms next, Josh? Because that's the next thing, right? Well, it's interesting. Medically prescribed mushrooms. Well, you know, I think you've seen, there's actually been a lot of really successful research coming out of John Hopkins and the Hefner Institute Mm -hmm. and Arsona that are saying. Oh, yeah, man. That are finding that you know psilocybin has been effective in treating treatment resistant depression and also addiction, you know, amongst a, a whole other host of you know different ailments. You know, so it's you know, there's such incredible breakthroughs happening. So the FDA actually gave breakthrough drug status to psilocybin for the for the treatment yeah. of, of depression. Um, there's, there's two groups. Compass is one. They're, they're because having, whenever you eat mushrooms, you laugh, and laughter is known to get rid of depression. Exactly. If you laugh until your cheeks hurt, the chances of being depressed are really, really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> We're making light yeah. of it, but if if you, if you haven't ever, if you've never experienced mushrooms, or you're you're like you know questioning what we're talking about. And it, it really does give you a, an introspective into things that, that, you know, you might not have seen them exactly the same way. And used properly, mushrooms are incredibly therapeutic. That is 100% for sure. I think that's right. And, you know, and it's, they're so powerful with the mind that they have the ability to sort of break habits apart. And, you know, and that's what I saw. So it's Compass and this nonprofit, USONA, both have got, you know, breakthrough status from the FDA to engage in clinical studies for the treatment-resistant depression. It's really, it's really phenomenal. There's a study, I might slightly misquote the numbers, where it was 60% of the people who use psilocybin to treat addiction quit smoking six months later. 
And that, and like the Chantix is the highest like smoking, I guess it's the most successful anti-addiction drug for smoking. It comes at like 38%. And obviously, you know, psilocybin, one, or I don't know how many treatments it was. It wasn't that many. And it's like 60% six months later. Wow. Well, there you have it. If you want to quit smoking cigarettes, you're going to have to once monthly have a psychedelic experience with some mushrooms for six months and you'll quit. I don't know if that was exactly the protocol, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, mushrooms are just so fun. It's hard not to joke about them and, you know, have, have a good time with it, but it is really serious. And I, and I know, you know, many people that have fought for the laws and, and like you, like yourself, it is a serious situation and mushrooms are like really incredible therapy, credible, and therapeutic, uh, uh, natural medicine, very similar to cannabis, very mild. And, and they know, grow everywhere, you know. They grow everywhere. They're all over the place. Well, one, you should really, have you watched um, Fantastic Fungi, Paul Stamets movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's a good one. About the mycelia connecting our whole world together, which it makes sense oh, yeah. though, because it's like mushrooms are like such a consciousness expander. You know, so you dive into your consciousness in ways that not many other drugs really get you, or get you, or at least well, not like yeah, that. I know. I know, man. We, uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna hang up this podcast right now and go eat some mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, well, actually, not, not right like now. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, you know, I think microdosing is a really great way to expose people to psychedelics a little bit at a time because they can, they can. It's kind of like CBD, right? Like, oh, I can try weed without getting high. Oh, yeah. I can try mushrooms without getting high. But then they like get a little high and they're like, well, maybe I want some weed. You know, I think I could use a full dose. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just a little bit, you know, a couple of times, <laughs> right? A week. So, so you know, mostly the past. I grew up with mushrooms, like I said, picking mushrooms, and we'd make mushroom tea, right? Fresh mushrooms, you boil up tea, and then it began, began you know, dried mushrooms, and then, uh, man, it, it turned into you know, mushroom chocolates. Uh, um, chocolates uh, uh, that had extracted mushroom or, you know, ground up powdered, you know, whole, whole plant material. Uh, and, and now there's extracts of mushrooms, you know, mushroom goo, mushroom paste, uh, you know, things, things are really progressing and, and, and changing quickly. Have, have you been talking to anybody on the, on that front uh, of of where where they think mushrooms might go for the for the consumer. Good question. Good question. You know the we have come across a couple different people who you know have been wanting to explore different mushroom related brands. Um, you know the difficulty being is that you know it's like right now there's no state protections. There's no state law protections. I think. If this measure in Oregon that would um, decriminalize and legalize like the medicinal use of mushrooms passes, then I think we'll actually start to see, you know, companies start to create mushrooms into CPG products. Uh, and you and you do see some like there's like in Venice and and Golden Dolores Park, you see some like, you know, some branded mushroom chocolate products for sure. 
Oh man, but they're just not legal yet. Change the world. This is this has a potential to change the world. And you know, I, I saw California and Denver do that. California and Colorado do this with medical cannabis, and the, the the medical cannabis just seeped in through all the whole medical cannabis community across the world, and the knowledge and the expertise and the technique and the strains. Wow, we are just fixing to see so much cool stuff with mushrooms. The same stuff we saw with ganja, right? The past 20, 25 years is going to happen with mushrooms now, right? Oh, no. There's going to be so many cool ways to ingest it and deduct it and the strains and the like, oh, the research, oh, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, it's super interesting, you know, if, you know, if you mentioned mushroom tea, if, like I've been waiting for someone to like bottle mushroom tea. Oh yeah, you know, like, totally. like no, no one stepped into that world yet. Um, or what, the other thing you you hear some of along the microdosing lines is sort of these like um, biohacking flow state blends that are like, hey, you want like mm-hmm. a little bit of psilocybin, you want a little bit of lion's mane, you want a little bit, you know, oh, these yeah. sort of like perfect like ginger <clears throat> and some adaptogen, adaptogens and some. Mm-hmm. Total herbal cocktail. Yeah, exactly. For your for your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, true, man. Oh, it's man, it just puts a, a smile on my face. I remember the first time I heard about mushrooms, and here's how it went. Older kids said something like, Oh yeah, you can eat these black mushrooms and they get you high. And I said, nah uh. And I went and looked it up at the library. I was like, well, well, hmm. well maybe. <laughs> And uh, it was right. The library book was right. Wow, man, this is this is so 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 cool. You, you uh, are you? I like how your first mushrooms though took you to the library. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it was the original Google, right? It was the original Google. That's right. That's right. Like back when you had to go look things up in books. Yeah. Hey, mom, I'm, I'm going to go walk five blocks and go to the library. Uh, and, uh, then <laughs> look up, uh, psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, totally. Oh, Macon, Georgia. And I asked some hippie, old hippie friends, parents and whatnot. They kind of led me in the right direction. How'd you, how'd you find out about mushrooms? People were like, Oh, it's like mushrooms. I gotta get a high. You eat it. You get a high. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just, and you're just like, Oh. It makes you feel good. Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, I was like, hey, try this. You know, changes your consciousness. And it's like, hmm, don't mind if I do. <laughs> you know, Change it, was, it how? Exactly, exactly. You know, it was, you know, I actually grew up super religious. So I was like, oh, like once you sort of like leave religion, it's like, mm-hmm. I want to try everything they told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent a fair amount of time in church myself. Uh, that's for sure that's for sure it's yeah uh man so 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 i mean it's happening all over the country you got any predictions for 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 shrooms here in the u.s i think what's also happening too before i go for my u.s predictions i'm gonna take a a step bigger we gotta go higher up into the clouds the uh, (laughs) is is there's other countries you know so it's like there's a lot of Sort of oh yeah, like Thailand or Jamaica. Cool. You know, there's Jamaica. these psilocybin like professional retreats in Jamaica, and 
you know, so there's a lot that's sort of happening on like the grand, you know, international scale, you know, as it comes to, you know, developing psilocybin and the, the, the freedom to use mushrooms, you know, and, and, and you saw it too, it's like, you know, it's like Amsterdam has had smart shops forever. They ended up though walking it back so you can only really buy the truffles. The truffles are still great though. You know, there's a time when I was in Spain and they had some smart shops there and they got these wet mushrooms. And um, the only problem with wet mushrooms is that you have to keep them refrigerated. Otherwise they go really bad. And uh, <laughs> Black mushrooms. Yeah, it turned into like, well, we right. wanted to eat the mushrooms anyways, but it was a little... <laughs> <laughs> and it was... We had, to, we had to chase them with whiskey and then we ended up at this <laughs> carnival and <laughs> island community in Spain at the darkest carnival in the dark. Anyways, there's beautiful trips though too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> doors of perception, bra, they're all around us. But I think, you know, <laughs> I think what we'll see, you know, prediction wise, I think we'll see more communities sort of loosen the prohibition on nature. You know, on the ethnogens, yeah. on the mushrooms. I think we'll see, I'd let, you know, uh, Oregon or another state like that pass a statewide measure that will really you know, provide a lot of protection. You know, it's like how, you know, it's like when we talk about like the legalization of drugs, it's like most arrests are state arrests. They really need to change state law. Um, I mean, you need to change federal law too, but we haven't got there yet for cannabis. So, you know, we'll right. put that aside. I think we'll see. Um, like you're seeing Compass, you're seeing, you know, USODA develop psychedelic pharmaceuticals. I think that's going to be a big push um, forward. Even MAPS, you know, is, you know, is taking MDMA through, you know, through different studies. Um, and so I think you'll see it like more and more accepted. And I think there's also a lot of like pushback though. There's a lot of folks that say like, nah, like let's not patent or protect psilocybin. That's like trying to patent weed, you know? It's like everyone should be able to grow it and use it. Mm. What does this actually look like, you know? And so, you know, I think there's still a yeah. lot of like controversy around it all. There's also a lot of, you know, I think there's a lot around therapeutic protocols and like the ethics of mushroom therapy, psilocybin therapy. Sure. Um, which, but I think we'll develop it all. I think it's like, um, we'll get there. Man, I think that the self-help group is going to take a really big uh, push in this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, self-help at home therapy, i.e., uh, um, you know, gr groups of people that do ethnogens or i.e. mushrooms are going to start to spring up. There's a community that's already there associated with this. People already want it. So I, th I know that's already happening and that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, they're, they're almost like, almost like churches or Tupperware party type of things, you know, and it's uh, uh, some of it might be more fun. Others might be more therapeutic, but there's already these things that exist throughout the country. That's going to keep growing. Meanwhile, access is going to increase because the communities in Colorado and California are really going to start to propagate mushrooms, right? The, the, the propagation technology is just, you know, it's, it's going to like, 
like expand by leaps and bounds. More brains are going to get involved doing just like what happened to cannabis. You know, all the same techniques are there, and there's just people and be like, oh, we'll do it this way. Oh, we'll do it this way. Oh, we'll do it this way. And all of a sudden, like you know, 10, 15 years later, uh, we're going to have specialized um, propagation equipment specifically for mushrooms, the spores, you know, the strains are going to be like, you know, like really endless, just like ganja is right now. Uh, and you know, man, even those places like, you know, that don't legalize or decriminalize mushrooms or have medicinal mushrooms are going to be flooded because man, I don't know if you've ever grown mushrooms, they just keep on growing and keep on propagating themselves. And, and that's what's going to happen in California and in Colorado. Yeah, I see it. And there is, there's so many, so many varieties of mushrooms. They'll be like, Hey, these mushrooms are for your nootropics, you know, make your brain smarter. And mm-hmm. these mushrooms are to, you know, to go on this crazy VR experience or, you know, yeah, go totally. lay in the park with these ones. You know, so it'll be interesting the indicas and sativas of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh man, it's exciting. You know, I was I was looking up mushrooms recently to grow and just to, uh, see which ones were the most like popular or the. And what I found out was the the golden teachers, the island coast, the those were all mushrooms that that came from Georgia or on the coast there in South Carolina, like all right where I was from, and I was picking these mushrooms as a kid the same varieties and i look at them in books now and i can see it uh, and man it's just amazing that those have now become like you know some of the most predominantly grown mushrooms in the country and the world and just out of this small little you know uh, uh ecosystem and now that it's so much bigger it's just all oh, strains and varieties of mushrooms are just gonna oh, it's just gonna blossom it's gonna blossom 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 Blossom. Oh, Josh, this has been an awesome real dirt, real dirt on shrooms. Oh, it's been great. Um, man, I, I know we're going to have a ton of questions about this one. People are going to ask a, a, a lot more. I'm probably going to have to have a round two. Uh, you know, and I've got uh, some really great guys over at uh, Monster Mushrooms, Monster Mushroom Grow Kits. We sell those there at Cultivate Colorado. If anybody wants a mushroom grow kit, Look up CultivateColorado.com or look up CultivateOKC.com and you can buy a mushroom grow kit online right now. Boom. Even you, Josh. Even you. I I thought you were sold out. Oh, I'm sold out today, but not (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. I I do wonder if... I mean, now's the time to grow everything. You're stuck at home. Well, now's question, the time to grow everything. Stuck at home. You know, do you think more more people? Do you think more people are eating psychedelics at home now with COVID or less? Oh, I think there's more psychedelic use right now because you're like, there's like no better time. I'm like, oh, you're just sitting home, I'm sitting in the freezer. Yeah, like, it wants to. Like we got twelve hours, you know. <laughs> right, right. We got we got some time to kill. I mean, I think maybe psychedelics help prevent the covid i think it does i mean you know another claim by chip of course it doesn't of course it doesn't not evaluated by the fda <laughs> yeah you know i don't know I, th- I, th- I do think probably some people are a little scared of taking psychedelics right now during the covids uh but you know it's dark out there but then you know man that's the thing about psychedelics is they do show you the light and you know as the grateful dead saying over and over again 
you know, you get shown the light in the craziest places if you look at it right. And, you know, that's what psychedelics do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Josh, it's been great. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, if you guys like this episode or you want to listen to others, download them at The Real Dirt Podcast on iTunes. And hey, if you're looking at this video right now, you might be looking at it on YouTube. But if you're not, go to my YouTube channel, The Real Dirt Podcast, and look up all of the, the videos that we have and the interviews we have. Now, hey, there's two channels. I can't get rid of one. But log on to the one, subscribe to the one that has uh, all the videos, all the most current stuff, and uh, you know we'll keep you up to date. Thank you again for joining me here on The Real Dirt. It has been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, I hope to hear from you soon. Real Dirt. Real Dirt.